Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello, GR Dad. How's it going? I think I was waiting for something different, but it never came. <laughs> I mean, it, the podcast starts pretty much the same way every time. <laughs> that way. I was lost in thought? I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Okay, good. If right. that was your question. That, that was the question. One of the questions. Um, yeah. Last podcast of 2020. Amazing. We did it. We did. We made it. Frick. Uh, the cocktail of the week is the Stairway to Heaven. You want to give that a taste, Judith? And she's buying a stairway to heaven. <laughs> Maybe you have a futurist recording artist. I think I just confirmed that I do not. Oh, that's delicious. Yeah. Really good. Much yeah. better than my singing. <laughs> wow. So this cocktail, the Stairway to Heaven, we have had before Yeah. at Jade Mountain. Yes. So Jade, On the roof. Jade Mountain is this resort in St. Lucia. It's like, you know in Ghostbusters where they're like talking about the building that Sigourney Weaver lives in and they're talking about the guy who designed it and how <laughs> like his plans, like he's designing for the paranormal. Yeah. And it's, it's all crazy. He's like building it for the end times or something. It seems like the guy who built the resort at Jade Mountain is a paranormal architect. I, it felt to me like being on kind of a Mars base. It was very strange. Uh, insanely beautiful and luxurious. Like you have these rooms. Okay, so the rooms only have three walls. Let's start with that. Yes. The fourth wall, there's no fourth wall. It just looks out over. Yeah, no this. screen, no window. No. no porch, just missing wall. But there, there is an infinity pool in yeah, every that's room. Cool. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then it looks out like onto the Twin Peaks or the two peaks of St. Lucia. That's like those are the peaks that are on their flag and the ocean. It's so cool. It's beautiful. And it's like way up high and you have to walk across like a little gangway, like suspended in the air to get to your room. Each room has its own little oh, gangway. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. You get a butler. Which you do you you meet me your butler on the first day. We're we're very uncomfortable with service personnel. Yeah, uh, but British, you know, a lot of the world it works real it, well, it, right? Yeah, um, it it was crazy. The I mean, the architecture of the place. Like if you look up Jade Mountain, St. Lucia, you'll be able to see pictures of oh, the stuff. Was, and it was really once in a lifetime. Yeah, and they have like the it's some Russian guy who I think owns the resort. And there's two resorts. There's one that's like a little more normal. And then there's Jade Mountain, which we stayed at, which is crazy. The architecture was crazy. There were no internal doors, right? It just had like the big door at the beginning. The, the, to the, walk the, into the room. The room, yeah. right? And then it, it kind of felt like an apartment, but there's no doors. It's just levels and walls. Yeah, the bathroom is like the upper level. And by the way, the, the weirdest and worst part of it is that, so there's a bathroom at the envelope. It doesn't have any walls around it. So there's like a sink and there's a hot tub, but also the toilet, but it's just kind of like in the room. No doors. So we had to like establish this protocol of like, okay, I'm, go, I'm peeing. Yeah, I will now soon be peeing. Now I am done peeing. <laughs> don't, don't turn around and leave me back here. Yeah. Yeah, it was very strange. But the uh, infinity pool was cool. I mean, you went out in the porch, and if you went, take, took two steps to the left, you'd be in the pool. And the pool goes all the way up to the edge of the room. Yeah, and you could 
you could split and it was a heat i think it was either heated or it was just warm enough it's just warm every day there it's but right i did on enjoy the drinking beer in the pool that was cool yeah and we so you oh. can like fill out this little thing and you know for like what kind of foods do you want and the butler would like deliver the foods to your room and so they had like this local saint lucia beer that your dad would drink in the piton pool. i think it was called that's yeah. right yeah and for breakfast, they had this bread. So it's like a yeast bread rolled up in it. So it's it's got this like coconut vanilla filling. Like So it's like coconut with like vanilla beans and like this syrup. So it's really sweet. And it's rolled into like a roll with this yeast it bread. It was really good. Oh, my God. I Even when I got home, I was like, I need the recipe for that bread, you guys. Can you send it to me? And they did. They sent it to me. Yeah, that was it. What's, so, that, what's that pretzel? What's that Annie's place called in malls? Yeah, Annie's pretzels. Annie's pretzels. It's like a good version of something they would try to make. I, you are insulting this I am, delicious food. I am. I am. I think they just make pretzels. Didn't we also see pretzels. a chocolate? so yeah they own a chocolate a cocoa plantation like like we toured their little plantation where they grow all sorts of stuff but like cocoa beans and they showed like the cocoa nibs drying and they make their own chocolate and you can only get it at if you stay at the resort and it's amazing it's amazing yeah they have like a 60 percent cocoa with little nibs in it. it is the best i have spent every day of my life since then trying to find something that's that good and I have not. There are really good. chocolate bars with cocoa nibs in them, but nothing are like that. It, it was, was just, so it was just a really, it's a cool little island. It's like two volcanic peaks on it. Um, but the resort is one cooler because it was so once in a lifetime. Yeah. The whole thing, I mean, I felt a little isolated by the end because mm-hmm. like we weren't, I don't know, go, like there's not a lot of places to go. Yeah, the, like we you, did some tours. at the resort. That's it. Like you can't. Yeah. There's no town. I mean, we didn't. We weren't going to go like, you know, the lunch place in town because it was like an hour tra- trip. Oh my and god, it was a pain! Yeah. You like get so they pick you up at the airport and they drive you up this treacherous, unmaintained road in Na- narrow <laughs> enough for one car mostly. And like there's it just chunks of former pavement. It's not really paved. <laughs> and it's like a 45 degree up. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, you can't really leave. You can't walk <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is a drink that they have there um, it's called the Stairway to Heaven. And so it's made with this liqueur called Seventh Heaven, which you can only get in St. Lucia. And it's a ginger liqueur with Bois Bande, which is a aphrodisiac bark of a tree you it, bewitched me you're bewitching me with this drink the thing is we don't have any of the seventh heaven liqueur because you oh. can only get it in saint lucia and i tried very hard to find like at the airport could i buy it could i yeah. get it i couldn't find it anywhere i haven't been able to import it if anyone it's magic finds a way to get some seventh heaven liqueur in the u.s let me know i'll pay a bunch of money to get some uh but you can just use ginger liqueur liqueur which you know not as aphrodisical yeah it's it actually says like uh they have a recipe on their website and it says you know if you don't have seventh heaven liqueur which of course nobody does if they don't live in saint lucia um you can use any other sweet ginger liqueur and replace bois bande with your own touch of romance oh that's what it says that's a nice way of putting it yeah so we we use uh, I'm gonna mispronounce it but Dominique de Canton, Canton the French ginger liqueur mm. and kind of the cool 
looking bottle that you can get at any liquor store. It doesn't fit in any of our cabinets because it's like one and a half times as tall as a regular bottle. <laughs> That's the St. Germain. Oh, there we go. This one actually does fit on the bottom shelf uh, with the taller bottles. Yeah. The helicopter hand. That's bad audio. It's <laughs> the airlift from our hospital to Key West, to Miami. To Miami. Um, so anyway, this is an ounce and a half of, we would use ginger liqueur, an ounce of dark rum, we use Gosling's, um, an ounce of orange juice, and half an ounce of coconut cream. It's real good. It's kind of zippy. It's real good. It has has some, it's it's a kind of a complex flavor. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's very delish. Mm -hmm. um, so I haven't made this for a long time. I think I tried once and it was really bad, but it was good. It's not how I remember it. I'll also add. I'll take your word for it. Uh, I got this new book today called Tiki, Modern Tropical Cocktails by Shannon Mustafer, M-U-S-T-I-P-H-E-R, Mustafer, uh, which is a beautiful cocktail book with all the kinds of cocktails that we make. I'm going to make a bunch of stuff out of this book. It's really nice. And it's one of like the first major cocktail books written by a black woman, which like who knows why that hasn't happened. Um, we I have some, some ideas. Well, Fair totally fair uh but there's a lot of great black women cocktail or oh yeah yeah no absolutely yeah, i could just see why that you know yes. they're all catching up now so the book is beautiful the photography is beautiful and the recipes are really good um like i've spent a bunch of today reading it so i'm gonna have to get some stuff to make some of these but it's not like the book the zero book that you got me the alinea dry cocktail book where you have to like sous vide bubble gum for 14 hours oh that had to, that required you to change your entire life yeah I would have had to buy a lot of equipment. Become a maker of, you know, alcohol-free spirits. <laughs> yeah, this is much more doable. Uh, yeah, but it has good history, has some explanation, and has some, like, basic bar tips and stuff. It's really, yeah. it seems really well thought out. It's it's a great book. So if you're interested in making kind of tropical cocktails, and not like super sweet, blended, whatever, but right. like real tiki cocktails, like a lot of the ones we've made, painkillers on there, um... I mean, that's a, a classic tiki cocktail, but uh, yeah, that's a, a great book. So recommend. Would second. Okay. As a recipient, not a user. Indeed. I'm going to take another drink. Here. There we it's go. Really no, do it up. Mm -hmm. All right. You better wet your whistle. we got updates. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been a week and go. It's been a, a week of Sundays or whatever a long week feels like. For a short week, it's been a long week. So let's start with the little cheese. Little cheese. So we're recording on Wednesday night. Little cheese had his surgery on Monday. Uh, went well. I tweeted a link to pictures of the tumor they took out, which was like about the size of a soccer ball. With a trigger warning, because it's. I didn't want to link it because it's, it's like real real life surgery photo. Yeah. So they took out his spleen. And then they took out this tumor that was like the size of a soccer ball. And then there is also like a bunch of fat around the tumor, which is super interesting. So she says, she's like, so this tumor has bled before, which is the thing that happens with these tumors. Um, and, and then it stopped, like the body stopped the bleeding. And then apparently the body starts putting a bunch of fat around the tumor to help stop the bleeding. Like you grow a bunch of fat around a tumor if it huh. bleeds. So that's, you can see, if you look at those pictures, you can see in them that there's a ton of fat that also came out because that fat was attached to the tumor and it was part of like... Like it encases the loose blood, dried blood kind of it stuff? It encases like the spot that was bleeding, basically. Wow. Yeah. Body's pretty cool. 
So uh, anyway, he's like five pounds lighter now. <laughs> like, and his tummy looks less distended. It's true. Uh, yes. No, he definitely looks, even with kind of the swelling and everything, he looks skinnier. I think it's funny that you also had him fixed at the same time <laughs> while he's under. May as well take those out. Yeah. I mean, the the worry is that even though he's old, if there's a dog in heat in the neighborhood that he'll try to run, not that he can go far, but we don't want to worry He would about go it. crazy. I mean, the male dogs go, they just don't have any regard for their own safety. Yeah. So may as well. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, he's we don't want him roaming or swimming across the bay or something because someone's in heat. Yeah. Do you think St. Patrick needs to go out? I will check. Okay. All right, did St. Patrick need to go out? Uh, yeah, but he's very good about always having needed to go out. If you let him out, he'll be like, oh, so fine. I find myself outside. This is awesome. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, all right, so Little Cheese, uh, now tumorless, um, still has cancer, though. He does have, she had kind of seen on the ultrasound and then confirmed in the surgery that he's got some lesions slash little tumors on his liver. So, you know, this didn't cure him, but hopefully for whatever time he has left he's going to be more comfortable not having that soccer ball pushing his organs around and yeah on him so should be nice he's a little banged up right now but he's slowly it's been two days what yeah he's slowly getting back to sort of where he was yeah so we picked him up at the end of the day monday uh he did eat on tuesday but he didn't drink anything though he was super hydrated from all the fluids yeah he peed a lot yesterday even though he didn't drink and i was trying to get him to drink what i kept sticking a bowl in his face be like hey you you squirted in his mouth with a syringe he's very worried but then this morning he drank fine yeah so uh yeah so his appetite's still not great but he's drinking and you know he's resting a lot he's doing fine so Mm -hmm. he's got that big pink bear belly he's got that cute little (laughs) thumb now cute pink thumb so he's doing okay yeah uh and you know the hope is that you know, once he's had a week and he's recovered and, you know, he gets his staples out next Friday, like 13 days, I think, um, that he'll feel a lot better. You know, he'll have a lot of healing time by then. Yeah. So, uh, Patrick's having a real hard time drinking no. <laughs> over there. He's like angling himself weird. Oh, that guy, man, he just keeps on trucking. He just keeps on trucking. I, we were just talking about how Patrick isn't that much weirder than when he got here because he was already pretty weird and shaky um but he's definitely in his own little world yeah but seems happy he enjoys the pets yeah yeah um all right so saint um boots no cheap brody parmesan (laughs) there we are (laughs) just gotta go through them all sometimes parmesan had his surgery on monday we will come back to monday But let us go back to Christmas, where medicine that we were supposed to receive from Chewy on Christmas Eve did not arrive. Two anti-seizure medicines for Voodoo. You ordered it almost a week before. I ordered it on December 16th. More than a week. Yeah, and it was supposed to have arrived, and it did not arrive on December 24th. And so on December 25th, we were out of both medicines. So that's As not you'll recall, gosh. it's anti-seizure medicine for... Anti-seizure medicines. Voodoo. And you can't just stop those. All of them need to be tapered. No. So I was like, what the hell are we going to do? Our vet no longer is doing emergency hours, uh, which is its own scary thing. But yeah, it's an animal hospital that closed at 7 at night. Yeah, it was the only 
24-hour emergency clinic in the Keys. So for the time being, if we want to go to an emergency clinic, we have to go to Miami, which is like a two and a half, three-hour And drive. everything bad happens at night for dogs. Yeah. Or on Sundays. Uh, rumors are that there will be a new emergency clinic opening next year. So fingers crossed for that. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, so we can't, we don't have a vet that we can talk to. That's closed. Okay. So what am I going to do? So one of these is a dog specific medicine. And then one of them is a general anti-seizure medicine. So I texted our Maryland vet because I have a cell phone number and I was like, Hey, Dr. Bob, I need a favor. Merry Christmas. Uh, can you please call in a prescription to the one pharmacy that's open on today? Christmas, Christmas day. day. Yeah. Christmas day for my dog. Here's what he's taking. And Dr. Bob's like, sure, of course. Great. So he calls Walgreens, which I have checked. It's open on Christmas. Their pharmacy is open on Christmas. So he calls and he gets like their voicemail that's like, well, we're closed because it's Christmas. And he's like, well, I left him a message for you. And I'm like, damn it. Like I, it says they're open. And so I try to call, I get the same automated message. So then I just call and talk to like lady at the store, right? Like I think the manager is answering the phone at the store. And I'm like, is your pharmacy open? Cause the website says it's open, but my vet just called in a prescription and he got an automated thing. And she's like, yeah, they're open. Um, try dialing this number. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I hang up, I dial that number same automated message. So I called the lady back and I was like, so just got the same message. She's like, well, let me just transfer you. So she transfers me and I get a like, dee, 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 dee. this number oh is not God. in service. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just fucking going. Yeah. I'm going to go. And yeah. if I have to go and be like, please listen to your voicemail and whatever. So I show up and I hear her, uh, you know, I walk towards the pharmacy and I hear the lady saying to the pharmacy, like, yeah, somebody just called, you know, about their vet leaving a message. And I was like, it's me. <laughs> that's my vet. And so they had gotten the message, but then they're like, well, this medicine, like he's supposed to get 400 milligrams and it only comes in a hundred milligram capsules. I'm like, yeah, he takes four twice a day. And they're like, well, we're going to need to, you know, clarify that. So I had to give him like the vet cell phone number and they called him again on Christmas to confirm. So I had to hang out for like an hour. Seems like they're making it complicated. But we got it filled. Okay. So yeah. we got number one filled. But number two, it's a dog medicine, so they don't carry it at Walgreens. And I was like, well, like it's sort of one of the least serious of them. So maybe it'll just be okay if we stop it. So we had enough to give him the medicine on Friday, and then we ran out. The 26th, that was, or the 25th. The 25th. So yeah. he didn't get any on Saturday, and he was fine. And he didn't get any on Sunday, and he was fine. And then Monday afternoon, while Little Cheese is having his surgery, he has a, his voodoo has a seizure. Um, and when he has a seizure, I know I've said it before, but I really need to emphasize again that he screams like you have cut his abdomen open and are squeezing things. It sounds like a human. It's the worst sound. It's terrible. It's it sounds terrible. like a human in a lot of distress. And so he had, the, and there's guy, the guys are still here working on the windows. And I know the guy was here and then he was gone. And we're like, did he, it was like three in the afternoon. I'm like, did he leave? Like, that's fine. But usually they're here longer than that. And then he comes back like half an hour later with coffee. So I'm wondering if he like heard the screaming and then is like, you know what? I'm just going to step out for a little bit. And then come let back. them deal with it. <laughs> so the next day I was like, 
look, uh, just so you know, my dog has seizures and he makes these really loud noises. So if you hear something, that's what it is. And the guy's like, okay. Yeah, whatever. He's hmm. Eastern European, so he may not, you know, he may not, he may hear that all the time. <laughs> that's a terrible stereotype. You're not allowed to say stuff like that. What? Bad stuff happened in Eastern Europe. <laughs> anyway, uh, so fine. He has that seizure at like three in the afternoon. Now, we know from his records and from the one other seizure that he's had with us that time he vomited up his seizure medicines and guac ate the vomit and the seizure <laughs> medicine, he tends to have uh, kind of a series of them. He had two about 12 hours apart last time he had them with us, and, and that's noted in his records. So when we were going to bed, I'm like, look, voodoo, no seizures in the middle of the night, please. And uh, Did he listen? He did not listen. He is a miscreant. So 3 a.m., we are awoken to death wails screaming. Yeah. No, I was up. I'd taken someone out. And then I was like on the other side of the house. And then... No, you were in bed. Was I? Oh, yeah. Because we both... You... What was that? What, what, what time am I thinking about? <laughs> you, sta- you were in bed because you started like yelling. I mean, we were both dead asleep, right? So you started yelling at somebody to stop. And I was like, no, no, no. He's having a seizure. So GR dad like gets all the other dogs out of the room because they all stick their face in his face while he's like convulsing on the floor and so he has his seizure and then he's kind of laying there and he has not come around right so he has the screaming like super convulsing part and then just kind of lays there in pants he's you know his brain's not working yet like in neutral yeah and before he could even you know get out of it and sort of start coming back he had another one a worse one it sounded like and then another one and another one. He had four. So it's called a cluster seizure. Cluster f- cluster seizure. So all of his muscles tense up. And so when he had the seizure in the afternoon, he pooped a tiny bit. Like you, they'll often pee themselves a little bit. Easy cleanup. And he pooped a little bit at the beginning in, in the first seizure that he had. But that was too easy. And then he just lost control of his poop facilities poor in the boy. second seizure. Poor Jen, poor boy. While I was holding, I know, I guess I wasn't fully holding him for that one. So that just kind of went on the carpet and I cleaned that, I put it all in a towel and that towel has been thrown away. We've talked about how you don't want to be a rug in our house. We, you really don't want to be a rug in our house. <laughs> and then the third seizure, he pooped all over me. And also the fourth seizure. Dear dad kind of wiped me off, but he also had poop all over himself. And then, so he find I was like, maybe he's going to die because he's just having these seizures and he like doesn't breathe when he's having the seizures and then he's like panting. So finally, after the fourth one, they stopped. And so I brought him into the bathroom and kind of locked the door and I was like, okay, me and Vood's hanging out in here until it's better. We both need a shower <laughs> and yeah. he needs to recover. And for his other seizures, which are just like one and then they were finished, he tends to kind of be a little out of it for a bit but it's generally fine. For this one, he was like walking laps around the bathroom and then he'd like run into the door and then he would get stuck because he'd try to just keep he, going. He, it's like a video game character glitching. Yep. He like keeps taking that step and bonking into the wall, but yep. like not reacting to the fact that he's bonking into the wall. Yeah. yeah. So he did that for probably 15 minutes and then you know he slowly started coming back and I'd, every time he'd walk past me, I'm just sitting on like the toilet lid. I'd try to stop him and he'd just keep walking. And so I'd let him. And eventually when he 
came past one time like he stopped for a minute and he kind of looked at me and he didn't really know what was going on but he licked my nose Aww. and then kept walking and i was like well that's very nice that like you get that i'm here yeah to help you so then we had to get him in the shower and give him a very thorough bath because he had poop all over himself and then i got to get in the shower because i had poop all over myself and then anything was that was at butt level had poop on it because he had brushed into it dear dad meantime is cleaning the carpets he did a good job I think the spot bot did its did the most of the work. I gotta yeah. give credit to that machine. That was good. It looks. I was worried what was what I was gonna see when I came out, but it was all nice and clean after we finished our baths and everything. You gave me lots of time to work. Yeah, it, I mean, so it was about an hour total between like the wake up and the seizures and the cleanup and whatever. And half the struggle is always trying to keep like Venk away because she's super interested in everything that's happening, yeah. and you just don't want anyone in anyone's face when when someone's seizuring. Yeah. And so this is just as a reminder, Parm's night home from surgery, right? He's been home for a few hours He's since his surgery. also banged up and we should have actually just been worried about him. And that would have been fine. That would have been plenty of worry, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I was, yeah, it was probably 345 or four o'clock when we finished. And then I was so stressed out, like trying, I'm like, how the hell are we going to get this medicine? Like, what am I going to do? I was like, I can't. I can't go to sleep. I'm just trying to solve this problem. So I got up and I sent an email to the vet who did palm surgery. Um, like 12 hours before, <laughs> I mean, 18 yeah. hours before. And I was like, look, cause she has seen voodoo for her seizures. And I was like, so look, you know, this medicine was supposed to come on Christmas Eve. It didn't come. We ran out of it. He hasn't had it. Uh, where can I get it? Like I will drive to Miami today if that's the closest vet that has it. But did you, you, did you start the whole text with you up? question mark <laughs> she told me that she's like she's like i'm a night owl i'm normally up between like two and four you know until like two or four i almost texted her because i have her cell phone number but i was like no oh you emailed that's nice i emailed that's nice yeah um because like what's she gonna do like drive to the clinic the clinic doesn't have this medicine the vet was open on saturday yeah, and i called them first. asking yeah. for it and they don't they don't have it in stock otherwise i would have had it um so I knew she could, there's nothing that she could have done. So I emailed her and, uh, and then first thing on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, I called the vet and I was like, look, you know, he's out of this medicine. He had these just terrible seizures. Uh, I know you don't have it. We got to get it. <laughs> I need it from somewhere. So, you know, do you know other clinics down here? Is there a clinic I can go to anywhere in Miami? Like, like yeah. I'll drive. To Miami to get this medicine so he doesn't have this again um and so they call they're like okay like you know we talked to her we've got some numbers of some other clinics to call we're going to figure this out for you which is great and so then they called me back half an hour later and they're like you know there's a couple we called a couple clinics down here they don't have it but we went through a bin of medicine that people have donated to us so like they're I think their dogs die and they're on a bunch of medicine and then people donate the medicine to the vet clinic. That's really nice. Better than throwing it away. And they're like, we have some. And it expired in February, but it won't hurt him to take it if it's expired. And it'll probably still work because it's not that expired. And I was like, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'll be there in 45 minutes. I mean, that's what I said. I'm like, yeah. I'm on my way. <laughs> 45 minutes. And they're like, uh, bring Parm with you because if you're coming up here, she wants to take a look at him again anyway. So that was nice. Yeah. I thought... Um, so Parm got rechecked. They're, they worry about like, because there's so much blood that they lose 
with those tumors that they'll have heart arrhythmias, that their blood counts will be low, whatever. He did really good, and they so they rechecked him for everything, and it looked great. And the spleen makes blood too, so the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and so all of a sudden it's gone. They had a dog that was there to be a blood donor for I know, him. They have transfusion dog. Like, I mean, he works. He's the dog of someone who works there, right? Yeah. It, and I, like I saw the sweetest her. Sweetest thing I've ever heard. She brought us in, and she said, "Yeah, one of my dogs had surgery yesterday," and I was like, "Oh, like is that the blood donor?" And she's like, "No, that's my other dog." <laughs> so he was just like on standby in case. So sweet. It was very nice. Uh, the apartment was doing great, and it was really nice to be able to get him. Let me just be clear. Rejected. They have like a transfusion dog ready to give transfusions at the vet place in case yeah. your dog is crashing. They have like universal donor dog Awesome. on deck. Like that dog is going straight to heaven. Right. I mean, just not even stopping so anywhere. Good. So good. So good. Um, so, yeah. So Parm got rechecked. We got the medicine for voodoo and started him on that. And then I was talking with her, and I'm like, it was really scary with him, because she's had dogs that had seizures, and I was like, but they just kept coming. I was like, I was kind of worried he was going to die, and she's like, well, there's this thing, and she's like, I can give it, I can probably find a place where you actually think we have some. Let me give it to you. So it's, she gave me this syringe, and it's got, instead of a needle in the end, it's got this little... It's like a pen looking thing yeah, yeah this thing and basically if they start having these cluster seizures so if he has one seizure whatever you let him have the one seizure if he has a second as soon as the second one's done you stick this thing in their nose and squirt the stuff that's in it into their nose so it gets you know it makes contact with the mucous membranes and it's basically like a brain reset button and it apparently I'm turning will, it off and i'm turning it on again yeah we'll ab we'll abort these seizures uh because I've had dogs who had seizures before, but not anything like what he had. It was no. very scary and violent and dangerous. Took a lot out of him. <laughs> yeah, out of all of us, I think. Uh, so now we've got that in the bin of voodoo medicine. So if he starts doing it next time he has a seizure, it's going to be like, dear dad, get the pen. Get the pen. And we'll be like ready Break with the glass pen. Yeah. to get pen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's actually really nice to have. Yeah. Uh, on call. And is she the one who said he should be really hungry afterwards? Uh, no, that's actually uh, a colleague of mine. Her son has seizures and oh, yeah. she's like, you know, after his, maybe after his first seizure, you know, they took him to the hospital. He hadn't really had one before. And she's like, the next day, you know, they brought him this huge breakfast. He had it like in the middle of the night, of course. They brought this huge breakfast. She's like, and I went down to the cafeteria and I got, you know, like a protein bar and like a muffin and I bought him a Rice Krispie treat, and I came back up, and he was like, Mom, what do you got to eat? So I gave him the Rice Krispie treat, and he's like, now what do you got? And he ate my muffin, and then he ate the protein bar, and he's like, now what? He took a bite out of my arm. She's like, apparently they just, like, burn through, the brain burns through, like, all the glucose it has, and so you're, like, ravenous, apparently. So he got some extra... I don't know if that was voodoo. a thing for him, but... Could we be a weight gain sure. issue, too. I mean, if he's having seizures and just chomping everything. Who knows? I mean, overall, like we've been decreasing his phenobarbital, which has been going well. So I think this is really just like the sudden drop off of this other medicine. But the vet also was, he's on, so he's on four different anti-seizure medicines, which we think he doesn't need to be on all of those. Um, because it looked from his records, and I think I've said this before, that every time he had a seizure, they would increase a dose or add another thing. Um, so we're trying to get him off some of them. Um, and I think that's going to go fine. But one of the safer ones that he's on, she's like, look, if he has one of those 
clusters, or frankly, even if he has a seizure, like give him, he's getting twice a day doses. She's like, give him an extra dose. Like, so he gets three a day. Like every eight hours, yeah. Yeah, for, um, you know, a few days. So she told us to do it for a week this time. And she's like, that's, it's a really safe drug. It's not going to hurt him. You know, he's well within the range where he can get this. And um, that may make it less likely that he's going to have another seizure. So I was like, I, w- I felt so good coming away from that, you know, just stop in to pick medicine up to like, okay, I can give him extra of this one. And I've got this like pen that I can use to stop it. And then obviously had the medicine that we were missing. So good vets are just amazing. Yeah. She knows so much. She's really great. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's there's Voods. Yeah. He's now back to his miscreant self. He's yeah. trying to eat napkins or t-shirts or something, or what is it? Your skirt. He was, he had his head on your lap and it was just chomping on your skirt. It ripped my skirt. I had to throw that skirt away. And he's sneaky and fast, like two bites. And he's like, Dang. yeah, yeah. Dang. He was like chomping a paper towel and I was like, Ugh, fine. And then he chomped the skirt. And rip. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? And I looked at the skirt and then he chomped the pillowcase on the pillow that I was sitting on and ripped that too. <sighs> He's getting much better, though. He is getting much better. He's just he's just wild still a little bit. Yeah, he's, just, he's learning. I mean, if he were six weeks, this would be totally natural. It's just yeah. that he's three years or whatever he is, and it feels weird to see a grown dog act so weird. But like with his, you know, he would go outside and just lay down and refuse to come. He's much better about that now. He is much now. better. He kind of gets it that, well, we also we bribe him sometimes, but he also gets it that the thing to do is to come back to the elevator. Oh, and he, resp- I mean, the fact that he responds to snacks is great. Yeah. You know, and I, I was noting this week, like how much better guac is where like he'll run to the water and I'll be like, guac, no. And he kind of looks at me and I was like, come here. And he'll be like, okay. And then he comes over and I can also do the thing I do with hops and vink where it's like, I'm like, guac, come here. And he'll come and then he'll turn around. And I'll be like, ah, ah, ah. And then he goes, all right, fine. And he, comes back. <laughs> he responds to like me making the disappointed sounds, which nev- he never would have done that before. No, Guac is getting it better and better, too. He's a smart dog. That's why he's so dangerous. Yeah, he really is. So, I mean, other than like the main worry with him now is just like, you know, will he decide to run around the fence and go out to the street? Because um, he, he, he's smart enough to know and remember that he can. Yeah, but his listening is so, so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh it, and I mean, he, and he doesn't have around. the he he doesn't seem to have the desire to like stay outside indefinitely the way he kind of did mm-hmm. six months ago, right? Yeah. Where he would he would kind of he was kind of doing a voodoo where he'd lie down outside and be like, "I'm going to stay out here and yeah, screw you guys and escape supervision for a little while." Yeah, no, I mean it's it's amazing how much better yeah he is. He's very well behaved now. We'll probably keep him. <laughs> Uh, and I, I see Voods on that path. I mean, he's he's crazy, and mm-hmm. uh, but he kind of he's learning. He's a good boy, and yeah. he's just you can tell he's just got energy. He's getting more energy. He likes the walks. He's like likes yeah. the enrichment. He just gets kind of bored. Yeah, but he's bonding with us too, or at least with me. I mean, I don't know if you feel it with you, but he definitely is like he's a good You're boy, my friend. I love you, and I'm yeah. like. I love too my big white man give him good pets yeah we have a thing so uh yeah so he's doing good let's see other than the two of them vink has allergies vink has allergies um she's i mean do we want to talk about the no she's got skin issues she's had some little infected 
parts of her skin that have made some grossness. Which she doesn't care about as much as he, we do, but I think it's kind of like disturbing that she's got bumps on her skin. Yeah. Uh, but she's doing fine. She's on, We started her on a hypoallergenic foods. So we just finished the transition to that. Um, so hopefully that'll help when she's on that. Hops is doing great. CB is... I actually took CB up to the vet because he's annoying. And I was like, <laughs> they're like, what's the problem? I'm like, he's annoying. He's discovered his voice, doctor. He's, he, he's discovered his inner, his inner self. Makes all these sounds at us. And, <laughs> and so I was like, I just want to make sure there's like not anything physically wrong and he's just being annoying. Right. And so they rechecked him for like a UTI. He's fine. Uh, so they're He's like, just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> she's the vet who's on. This is a different one of the vets in the same office. And she's like, you know, maybe he knows that, you know, there's trouble with the two new dogs that came in. Giardette's rolling his eyes. I'm, I am, I'm hurting my head. <laughs> like, oh, it's only because, you know, Parmesan had surgery or something. But, it's not that. But, excuse me tired um because he was making those sounds way before then too well we looked at we went back through the record so he had the uti and then right at the point that we finished treating the uti is when we got voodoo and then parmesan so it could be he was like that with the uti because he was uncomfortable and now whatever he's jealous or sad or i don't know maybe he senses that there's sickness in the new dogs that makes him nervous jealous i get yeah uh, so we've been trying to give him a lot of attention Sensing sickness, I mean, I don't think he's that affected. I don't mean in a bad way, right? I mean, yeah. I think Venk would do that where she's mm-hmm. anxiously pacing or something. But I think Chief Brody's in his own little zone, and sometimes he just needs to be pet. We did worry that it's because he was really hungry from the diet, even though his weight had plateaued. So we started giving him extra food, yeah. and then he just gained three pounds back. So, so. yeah. Mm. We have taken the extra food away. We've added in some green beans, which he loves. He loves those green beans. Um and then we'll, you know, if he seems really hungry, we'll give him a little extra. But the problem was not hunger. He was still whiny. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like we, yeah. we gave him more food and he was still whiny. So it doesn't make a difference to whining, but it made a difference to him gaining weight. Yep. Oh. Uh, who did we forget? St. Patrick's doing his normal self. Quack, squawk. Quack is quack. Hops and finger good. That's everybody. Oh. All right. Finally. I mean, it's been three hours, so, you oh. know, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, taste of the Keys, the squarest of groupers, the school of square groupers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, all right, I, don't, I don't even need to pull the article up on this. A bunch of you sent it to me. Um, so, on Christmas Day, this fisherman was out. And he found 74 pounds of cocaine floating in the water. Where, where was he? 15 miles off Sugarloaf Key. That's our key. <laughs> That's our key. 74 pounds of cocaine just floating in the water off our key. Yeah, it was a bunch of packets. Yeah, or, or I'm it, looking at a it picture. Contained a bunch of sub packets. Like it was. A, it looked like a lot of cocaine. 26 packages like big ass packages if he just waited it would have washed up and we could have been like hey we found some cocaine yeah estimated street value of 1.2 million dollars yeah it's just hard to bring that to the atm and be like hey i'm depositing some cocaine can you give me some money if you are interested in what happens if that happens we did a episode of murders in paradise 
on what happened when this fisherman found a square grouper of cocaine and decided to keep it. Bad, bad things. It's on murders in paradise for a reason. Don't spoil it, but it's bad. (laughs) It it opens with murder. It's it's really bad. Uh, Yeah. Floating packages south of Sugarloaf Key. It was a whole thing, like because it, it was an offshore enough. It was federal water, so the state fish border and wildlife patrol. got the border patrol involved. Yeah. And it's like fe- now it's federal drugs, and yeah, yeah, seventy-four pounds of cocaine floating around there. Our Just key. Wait for some whale to snort it or something. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, there you go. That's, that was the Christmas miracle. I guess nobody got anything. You, you better believe them. When we go for walks near the water, we're looking for packages. All the time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My fantasy is to find one full of cash. It would be cash, a brick of cash. A brick of cash. Like a oh square yard brick of cash. Oh, my God. I'd take a little one. Sure, yeah. Just you, I mean, you've said you'd take $5. We still haven't even found I'd $5. I'd be happy to find a fiver. That'd be great. You, found, you find coins on your run, you're excited. Yep. Bills would be better. Bills would be better. Bricks of bills would be the best. That would be great. Uh, so that's the taste of the keys for this week. All yeah. that cocaine floating in the water off our key. Yeah. Uh, you have a German word of the week? It's a German phrase, and I may have talked about this before, but I'm not going to consult the wiki. Thanks to whoever is maintaining the wiki, by the way. You guys do great work. It's a good service. I mean, I, I'm probably more than one person because it's a wiki, but yeah. you do great work. Those entries are quality well researched and well written indeed we're we are very appreciative of it we don't mention it enough probably anyway mm-hmm. so if i've repeated if i've said this before sorry it's been many years there's a german phrase called zwischen den jahren which describes the days after christmas and there's always two days of christmas in germany and before new year's this is between the years it just means between the years but it kind of implies this kind of out of timeness like it's not yeah. even part of the regular year it's just in between time <laughs> and you and people you know probably used to be more i mean if you had a job in a factory all the factories closed in germany for the two weeks so yeah. you you, you kind of could take stock and it was a kind of a nice breather where everyone was off it's probably less so now but it still is i it, i like this zwischen den jahren idea that it's just like a kind of free time like bonus time yeah well, today's December 30th, so tomorrow is New Year's Eve. Yep. What are your plans? We have different plans this year. Well, we had I'm, different plans last year. You know, I'm going to take care of the dogs. Last year, Jared Dad was in Germany, and I was here with the dog solo. Yep. This year, Jared Dad is staying here with the dogs. Yeah, it seems like a fair play. Yeah, and I am going to run an ultra. Uh, so there's a ultra marathon. Like yeah, up. not not like near, not around New Year's Eve at it. Yeah, so it's uh, it's up just not all the way to Palm Beach. So it's about a three and a half, four hour drive from here. Um, and it's a a timed race, which is a thing we do in ultras. Uh, I mean, How not far can always. you run in a certain time? In a certain amount the, of time. Diabolical part of it, yeah. Yeah, so there's a six hour, a 12 hour, and a 24 hour race. Um, I'm just glad you have not picked a 24. I picked a 12. Um, and then you can pick which there's like different starting times for the 12. Uh, so you can do like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. tomorrow. I'm doing this 6 p.m. on New Year's Eve to 6 a.m. on New Year's Day. The 12 hours. 2020 to 21 run. Yep. So I'm going to be running overnight. Apparently there's a champagne toast. That's cool. um, yeah. At midnight. You're, 
the, these sorts of races tend to be like sort of laid back, like the timed races. You know, of course there's people who take them seriously, but it's like you it's a loop, right? You just run the same loop over and over and over again. And they tend to it be is short, a short loop. This, this loop is 0.66 miles. It's just about a kilometer. Yeah. Um, which and, is kind of good, I guess. Because then you can get in as many as possible, right? If it's a 10-mile loop yeah. and there's an hour left in your 12 hours, you can't go do another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, for the, they tend to be about a mile. For your 100 miles, so. they were like three-mile loops, right? Two and a half. Two and a half yeah. mile loops, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I will probably run like 45 miles. I guess 40, 45 miles in the 12 hours if I Holy take it Holy smokes. I could do 50 if I pushed it, but I have no intentions of pushing it. It's going to take you two years I'm going to have a good time. Two years. I, I didn't know about this race. I think they actually just got their permits approved. They, they've they got a really... I was supposed to do an ultra at like the second week of December, which I've done before. And I just wasn't super cool with their COVID protocols. Like it wasn't bad, but I wasn't like convinced of how great it was going to be. And I was going to have to stay in a hotel. Um Lord is so shaky on that stuff anyway. For sure. This one, it starts 6 p.m., so I'm like leaving at noon tomorrow or noon 30, and then I go run all night. And if I usually, like, once you finish that, I think anytime you pull an all nighter, you kind of awake in the morning, even though you've done it. Um, but it's at a park, and, and the race goes on all through the next day, so I can sleep in my car for a few hours if I need to. Um, it's not going to be that hot, but. Um, We'll see. There's plenty of opportunities to stop at rest stops or stop in the Keys if I have to, but I don't have to stay overnight anywhere. And their COVID protocols are really excellent. So, um, like, you have to wear a mask if you're, you know, when you're in the kind of start-finish area. Mm. You can't be within six feet of any runners on the course. Like, no high fives allowed. Um, all the stuff at the aid station where normally they have, like, little cups full of stuff, it's all single serve. So you just take and go um and you go past your car all the time so they're really encouraging people to kind of bring their own stuff self-crew yeah so it's going to be uh it's going to be a nice you know pretty safe way to do it there's not that many people running it because i just think it just got approved so it's also crazy time well i think monday i was like you know they put there's a florida ultra runners facebook group that i'm on and, and someone was like hey you can still, you know, I'm the director of this race. It's open. And I was like, huh, should I do that? Should I not do it? I don't know. I don't want to oh, drive. You saw the medal. The medal is really good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, I've posted, if you follow Jen Runs with Dogs, I've posted some virtual races over the summer. Um, like Hubert is this like weird Running octopusy eyeball. eyeball with octopus arm character. And there have been these like month long challenges of like, how far can you run? Or, you know, can you do a five, you know, how many different distances can you do or whatever with these super cool medals that, um, this woman Bree, she has a company called wicked skins and she makes medals. Um, if you follow me, I've talked a lot about the cheesy plastic award I was getting for that race series. I did. She made all of those. So she actually got COVID at the beginning of December Whoa. and just, um, had to stop making stuff she's in florida she's in florida oh. yeah she makes it mostly for florida raises and so uh so we, we actually don't get the medals at the event they're gonna both for covid reasons so you know less contact with the staff but all the t-shirts and medals and everything just get mailed to us uh after the race but it's gonna be a cool medal yeah. um so but it was mostly you know, mostly i was like 
it's sort of a pain in the ass to like drive four hours and do this thing and drive back. Would I do it if it were in marathon, which is like 45 minutes away? hundred percent would do it. Right. And you know, so this is, doesn't have any of the COVID dangers of like some of the other traveling and it's, it's going to be one of what I, what I really like with races is that I can go like, this was a super cool thing that I got to do for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, next year, will I be, will I be like remembering I did that race for the 50 K that I skipped a couple of weeks ago? No. I mean, it was like a fun race when I did it last year, but I'm not going to be like, oh, the 2020 Skeeter scoot, like it's amazing. But running into 2021 is cool. I did a 12 hour ultra, like from New Year's Eve into New Year's Day with like a toast in the middle. That's pretty cool. Very cool. So that's sort of the thing that won me over. And Jared, dad, I appreciate you being so supportive because I'm on these groups with people who have spouses, especially, frankly, women who have husbands who are not supportive of their running and give Mm. them a really hard time about, you know, not spending enough time with the family or picking the running over me. That's bad. It's probably bullshit. And I suspect those husbands like spend a lot of time at work or golfing and have their own thing that they do that isn't bitched about the same way. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't go both ways. Don't like their wives doing epic shit. (sighs) No, I think they don't like their wives being around, not being around, serving them hand and foot. That's the freaking thing. I don't think they care what their wife does or doesn't do. This is, I have some, someone in some like stereotype in mind, I guess, but it's mostly that the wife isn't there to like tend to them. That's in any what I case, think. I appreciate you being, of course, like always consistently supportive of all my yeah. crazy running crap. Yeah, I threatened to drive the RV up, but then if I drive the RV up with seven dogs in it, it doesn't really free me up to crew you at all. I'd be <laughs> constantly chasing one of them down or like lifting one of them around. Yeah. It, we're not going to be taking any RV trips with the current squad. Oof. They're too, but between Patrick and Parmesan, like it's too fragile. We won't even, I, I it, don't think it makes sense to even take them up. It was early. maxing out before Parmesan. We, you add Parmesan in the mix and it kind of gets too like painful to think about for those two old, old guys. Yeah. And I mean, Voodoo's a little, he'll add a real note of chaos to the mix too. And he's giant. And he's really big. I mean, they'll fit. And if they all just hung out and rested, it would be fine. Yeah, I didn't insist on like all of them pacing and and Guac loves to get the heaviest Kong he can and then hang it off the edge of the bed and then drop it onto Patrick. Yeah. Because if we're lucky for Patrick laying down, sometimes most of the time Patrick just paces. He just, he just thinks it's fun chaos and see how the conch bounces off. It's mostly Patrick, but it would be any dog that's down there. But if it's Patrick, it's doubly bad. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that will get us road tripping up to Maryland is if we get access to the COVID vaccine up there before we would get it down here. Yeah. Um, and then even then we might do it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be, it's just too much. It, too much and too fragile. You're famous. Why don't you get your freaking COVID? You're blue check person. <laughs> Twitter verified that accounts. That should be <laughs> COVID some vaccine kind first. of criteria. Number of Instagram <laughs> profiles gets you oh uh, gets you a vaccine. You'd be <laughs> top front of the line. Oh, congratulations on the Room Raider rating, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, if I mean, you guys have probably seen, unless you're not a Twitter follower, that we've been rated by Room Raider a bunch of times. And uh, they did their end of the year awards, and we won best supporting dogs from Room Raider. We're very honored. Yeah, we're. I'm very proud. I think that's great. That's great. I like those guys. If they like our dogs, that's even better. They've done really good stuff. I mean, they all the like. There's a. They have a 
political action committee, which is not what they're using Room Raider for. They have used like all the fundraising that they've done from that, which is basically through selling stuff um, to deliver masks to, uh, you know, basically Indian reservations like Native American uh, tribes that don't have any stuff. In Canada too? Or, or I think one of them is Canadian, right? Yeah, one of them is Canadian, but it's all been American. Oh, okay. Like a, they did a lot of stuff with the Navajo Nation. Um, and then there's a few other, a few other tribes came to them as like, we don't have enough stuff. And so they raised, I mean, tens of thousands of dollars from selling their stuff. And that's great. Um, they've done, you know, it's like political people have like their different views. And, you know, I think the, it's a couple that does it. And the guy I think was in the Clinton white house. And I don't know that somebody tried to do a, a kind of like expose because uh, he had tweeted something remember that democratic staffer who got shot in dc yes the conspiracy there was a whole was conspiracy like, so clinton I, killed him or something right something yeah. like that. it was like at the beginning of the trump administration so i think the guy of room raider was trying to have an account uh where he was doing kind of like unofficial news like oh i'm not a journalist but i got the insider scoop and had tweeted something like right at the time that said, oh, you know, sources are saying like this was actually related to something else. A tweet which he later deleted. And I can see if you're trying to be like, I got the inside scoop. Like somebody said this to me before before it is known that there's a conspiracy going on. And you tweet that. You conspiracy know, some, theory, right? A, Not conspiracy, a conspiracy. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, that there's a conspiracy theory, right? You hear this thing and you're trying to like break the news as fast as possible. And then it turns out, oh, like that's just like a bunch of conspiracy theory bullshit. And you delete the tweet. I mean... I get it's not responsible journalism. He wasn't trying to be a journalist. So there was this like attempted at hit piece thing that came out. And it's like, I'm not going to them for like news or frankly, or politics. Like they have brought a real bright spot into 2020 commenting. Yeah, it's kind on, of a quirky little thing coming on people's cord violations and <laughs> saying there's not enough, you know, flowers in the picture or whatever random stuff. Oh, sideways books are bad they're like stacking you know there's something yeah don't right. don't sort your books by color i mean it's like yeah, it's fine it's funny yeah it's funny and they've done really great stuff i mean they've they've made a big difference for the native american tribes that they have worked with and oh. so and they like our dogs so hey yay they, love they follow us they follow the dogs so whoa we're big fans um yeah we're big fans of all our followers including room raiders yeah that yeah that's right huh. uh so thanks and i appreciate the win from Tens them, and I, I know you, you know, congrats from you. You like getting gold stars I for do. stuff. <laughs> I'm going to put it on recognition. my CV. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a funny thing that during COVID, I was rated 10 out of 10 by Room Raider. That'll be a thing on people's resumes. Well, um, all right. I think that's everything. Anything else you want to add? No. Uh, happy New Year to everyone, I guess. Happy this is, uh, New It's New been year. a long year. It's been a long five, seven years. It's been in dog years. It's been seven years. Imagine how bad our dogs feel. We feel bad, but they've had seven years of this crap. Hey, they can't get COVID. So, and they've been well tended this year. Holy smokes. So good for them. But anyway, 2021 should be better. Should be better. All right. Well, until next year, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. Bye.